Hey, welcome back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm your host today, Tim Page Bodorf, and joining me today, a good friend of mine, is the Director of Consulting Services, Debbie Clark. Debbie, hey, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for the invitation. It's always great to catch up with you. Uh, it's the same for me. Uh, Debbie manages our consulting team, and she's too nice to say it, but <laughs> I'm going to say it for her. She manages a team full of alphas, and that could be like herding cats. What do you think? Um, for the record, those are your words, not mine, but managing a team <laughs> full of superstars does have its challenges for sure, but I would not trade my team for any other. We have a great diversity of talent, and I'm just really proud to be associated with all of them. Yeah, it is a great team indeed, and I, I, I often say that it's uh, one of the greatest teams I've ever been involved with, other than you know some of my sports teams. But I, I will quote Kevin Cobb and say this is the best damn team on the planet, and I think that's that's got to be fun as a manager. And I would suggest today the reason why I brought Debbie to join us is the anatomy of an implementation. I know that's a compelling title, but Debbie, we should point out that this podcast just it's not just for those people starting out with SafeStart, is it? Well, it's the client success model, as we're calling it, was born from our desire to measure the effectiveness and the efficacy of our solutions to the goals and objectives of our clients. It's really a process to ensure success, whether you're new or you're a legacy client of SafeStart. Oh, thanks for saying that. And so I got to say, I'm really excited about what we put together for this podcast. And to break it down simply, there are three pillars that we feel are elements of the critical path to drive those outcomes through integration into existing business processes, such as the safety management system. Exactly. We start with preparedness, aligning the teams both internally with Safe Start and internally for our clients for a successful rollout while considering the whole integration into the existing business processes, such as the safety management system. Then we've got the support. It's imperative that we, Safe Start and our client, remain aligned after the stakeholder rollout so that we have collectively put a foundation for successful rollout, the absorption, and the skill practice within the entire organization. And then impact measurement. We hold ourselves accountable for client success, which I don't think a lot of companies do. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think it's great that we've added this to our, our implementation. Um, so do me a favor, talk a bit about how this model works for our customers. Okay, we'll participate in three calls directly reflective of the three pillars in this model. First, we have an alignment call, which happens about four to six weeks before our team arrives on site or before we start the training, if it's virtually. There's an implementation follow-up call, which is next, which happens immediately following the consulting work. And then we have an impact measurement call, which happens about a month after the client has completed unit four. The first one is probably the most obvious. Are they ready for training? Do they have the right people in the right roles? Do they have an understanding of what the expectations are for each of the sessions we'll be delivering? And do they have all the materials and all of the resources they need? There's a lot of pieces to that pie as far as what happens beforehand. So we need to make sure the client's prepared. But part of the preparation is on us as well. 
Our consultant needs to have as much information as possible to be successful or even more add additional value to the training that reflects the current state of the organization. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me, especially that alignment call. Now, Debbie, we should actually point out that our consultants are on that alignment call if possible. You know this better than I do. It's not always possible because all the consultants are really busy. But if they're not on the call, a report's generated for the consultants so they're up to speed before they arrive. This is to ensure that the training goes forward as effectively as possible and they're able to support that training in a way that maximizes their results. At the very least, they're feeling like they have all the information to get on site and feel confident and prepared so there are no hiccups once they touch down wherever they're flying to on any given week. Now, we always call... After this call, we always call the consultant to check in, make sure there are no additional questions right before we go. Uh, The implementation follow-up call takes place after the stakeholder sessions. More on that in a few minutes, but after they're completed, then leadership, steering committee, sustainability, trainer certification at the very least happen. Okay, good. So, We have this alignment call, then the implementation call. So then that leaves the impact measurement call. Do they have a clear understanding of success, what they want to accomplish, and how they will measure success? A lot of times people go into training and they don't see the end of the road. So do they understand how we can help with that? And do they have everything they need to be successful in this aspect? This piece might be the one that we have traditionally focused our resources on the least. During this call, we review both the feedback from our consultants and share participant survey information with the client. This allows us, as your partner, to evaluate the stakeholder readiness to define, measure, communicate, and integrate the safe start impact and process to the entire company. Yeah, that's that's cool. We never used to do that. So I, I'm pretty excited about that information and that data. So you mentioned the stakeholders meeting, and that is one of our very first things that we can actually do to get crucial leadership support before the rollout. Can you talk a little bit about what that looks like? This is part of sales, but basically it's to gather leadership, including influencers, to gain a consensus that Safe Start is a good idea for the organization. You'll need their support to have a successful implementation. Hmm. Yeah, influencers. So I'm glad you mentioned that. I think a lot of organizations, they actually overlook that opportunity. And someone on the shop floor, let's say, may have no position of authority, but employees around them take cues, if you will and whether that process is worth their support. So I'm glad you actually mentioned that. All right, so we've got the implementation plan, and that consists of three main areas. You want to explain that? Uh, We have the pre-launch support, unit training, and ongoing support. Yeah, and I think a lot of our legacy customers, they will understand what that means, and unit training is pretty straightforward. Um, So let's focus just a little bit on the pre-launch support. Well, that's where the heavy lifting starts. In pre-launch support, we have the leadership workshop, the trainer certification, steering committee, sustainability workshops, and any support materials that go with all of those workshops and committees. Yeah. 
And for those of our listeners wondering what support materials looks like, that's the communication kit, that's the steering committee binder, all of those materials that go into that. Thank you for that. So let's go back to the unit training for just a second. And to the uninitiated, most don't anticipate what we call the resistance hump. And the leadership workshop itself and the trainer certification put all that together with the steering committee and sustainability workshops. They are really actually precursors that lead up to the kickoff, like the unit one unit. And so by one of our consultants, they can help to overcome that resistance hump. So Debbie, through that process, did I miss anything? I would just add for the listener's benefit that these processes, if you will, came about from over 20 years of identifying gaps. Our team has hundreds of years of combined experience. Frankly, we know what we're doing. And more bluntly, we learn from our own mistakes. It's that process and know-how that we bring to the table. That's so true. So while we bring a lot of expertise to each implementation, it's, it's got to be a partnership to make this all work out. It's a lot of work. That's why I don't do it. Therefore, a project manager (laughs) will be assigned, thank God, from our team and support the following when needed, like planning, scheduling, implementation tracking, sustainability, and impact measurement. And I'm telling you, the scheduling alone and the planning from our side is really intense and it really helps the client up front. Okay, well... That's good for our listeners. Let's go Let's go ahead and talk about that now. Let's talk about planning. So start there. Okay. Planning. We do a charter. We have governance, preparation. We do leadership alignment as well as site implementation planning. Then we move on to implementation. We go through the core steps and the timeline. And then sustainability, which is really very important. We have project management metrics and milestones, ongoing execution, sharing best practices and successes, and integration. Yeah, that integration is a big part of what we do in advisory services. So thank you for bringing that up. That's, that's a tough piece, but that's where, that's where sustainability kind of lives organically. So you kind of get corporate support, and that will come from kind of first participating in these primary sessions. And so that will assist the actual corporate team in preparing the site-level teams so that they start their beginning of the preparation for implementation. Anything to add there? Well, the corporate leadership workshop determines priority KPIs for the rollout, key performance indicators. And then we have a corporate steering committee session, establishing the corporate governance team that will support and monitor the implementation. For each of these sessions, we need to confirm who's going to be involved, where it will be facilitated, and when it will take place. Yeah, that's it does sound like a lot of work. And so once all that work seems to be done or completed, that is all the training is complete, there is still one final step in our process, and that's the end of all things, and that's the human factors management review and report. Yes, this occurs uh, after post-unit four and takes place between two to four months afterwards. A member of our team will visit your site to give our clients an assessment of how well things went and opportunities to improve. They'll look at the evaluation of employee knowledge level, the receptiveness, skill, and habit development. Review of current and long-term metrics, as well as H&S system integration and future milestones. Yeah, 
I tell you what, I think our review team meets with actually all or more than just in-house trainers while they're on site. Who do they oh, meet yeah. with? They meet with leaders, steering committee, trainers, the safety team. A virtual review of the report findings will be scheduled and the report will follow after that. Yeah. You know what? I'll tell you what. You said something earlier that I want to underscore. And so this implementation process was actually born out of locating gaps through the 20 years. And I, I really appreciate you saying that. So honestly, after looking at this entire podcast, Debbie, your support, your value, your your words are extremely important to our listeners. And it comes with extreme Southern hospitality. So thank you for joining us today, Debbie. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the invitation. And uh, thank you all for taking some time out of your day to listen to the podcast. Please do me a favor, just share this episode and And remember, our Human Factors Conference in Orlando is actually fast approaching. We're almost at the 30-day mark. And if you need to register, you can just check out this year's conference website at humanfactorsconference.com. Again, that's humanfactorsconference.com. And on behalf of the entire team, Safe Talk with Safe Start, I am Tim Page-Bodor. Hope to see you in Orlando this November. We'll see you down the road.